Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here, and joining me today is Dustin Reekman. Uh, Dustin is the CEO of Seven Figure Leap and the host of the Seven Figure Leap podcast. Um, I, I think what I like and find interesting about Dustin is he's successfully scaled multiple companies. So e-commerce company, Dustin and his wife, uh, Bethany, uh, founders of a company called Engage Marriage, uh, just a bunch of really interesting company background experience, and now uh, is kind of parlaying that experience uh, and has a successful niche and profitable podcast guesting. So he's friends with Tony DiLorenzo, which, you know, check out the episode with Tony and Elisa uh, on the podcast. If you haven't already six pillars of intimacy, also just awesome book, great episode, all that good stuff. But I figure what we talk about a lot today is just a profitable podcast guesting masterclass of sorts. So authors, this is a great way to uh, sell books. We talk about that all the time, but how do you actually do it? We'll talk about that today. And then obviously entrepreneurs, this is a great way to get clients and scale your business. So uh, we'll dive into the nitty gritty on that as well. So Dustin, welcome. Great to have you here. My pleasure, Chandler. Yeah. Uh, Tony and I go back to 2009 when we both started our marriage businesses. Obviously he stayed in a a big way and wrote a best-selling book with you guys. Uh, I've took a, you know, took a different turn on a couple different entrepreneurial paths, but yeah, I can't wait to unpack uh, profitable podcast guesting. It's really my passion nowadays. Cool. So uh, I guess uh, for, for starters, like, how did you get into uh, the podcast guesting side of things? And well, maybe even beyond that, like what is profitable podcast guesting? <laughs> yeah, I can, I can talk about how I stumbled into it because I didn't really stumble into it with the, with, with any strategy. Uh, it kind of found me through COVID. So, you know, a lot of people have their COVID moments. So mm-hmm. I was at the time in 2020, I had some marketing consulting clients, mostly local. And then I was a partner in this company called Fire Creek Snacks, which was the e-commerce company you're talking about. So, we were running hard on like Shopify and, and doing online stuff. And then we were mostly building a brick and mortar presence. So we were traveling to trade shows. So if you ever experienced that, it's kind of a, a drag and a, and a thrill all at the same time. But we were doing that. We did a dozen trade shows in 2019. I was driving to Chicago from St. Louis in 2020 and got a phone call that, hey, this hardware trade show that you're coming to is uh, canceled. I was like, oh, and I came, I came home and I lost like 80% of my, my coaching client or not coaching, but marketing clients because they were local businesses that were closed down. And so I was trapped at home with three kids and a wife who could no longer teach at school and was trying to teach from zoom. And it was a bit chaotic. And I thought, what in the world am I going to do? And so I decided, Hey, why don't I sell meat sticks to random people on the internet through podcast guesting. And so I actually pitched Nick Loper from side hustle uh, show was yeah, the very first podcast is pretty big one. It's like the very first podcast I ever pitched. Uh, got on there, had a just an amazing time. We actually sold some product and was kind of off to the races. And so that was really what pulled me in in the first place. And I, I really focused on the e-com side for about a year. And then in doing that, and there, you know, it became this whole story of selling you know seven figures of meat sticks. I was on, uh, I was interviewed by Brian Harris on his podcast, and just like became a thing. And so then people started asking me how I did it. 
And then I started coaching people and one thing led to another. And now it's like my total focus is, is helping people with this. So that's, that's how I got into it. Uh, and then we can obviously talk about the, the, the framework, the process, but profitable podcast guesting is really my niche within the niche. You know, there's a lot of people that teach you how to get on shows, um, even how to sell books from it, which is awesome. Like I listened to James Clear's episode with you and he's like, yeah, I was on like 200 podcasts for the book launch. And that's awesome. Where I go a little deeper is in how do you actually like make like high ticket sales and like coaching, consulting, agency sort of services from podcast guesting as well. So it goes a little deeper into the profitable mm. side. Mm. Cool. I like that. And and guys, if you want to check out Nick Loper, friend of mine, gosh, for ages, and he's been on the Self-Publishing School podcast, check out episode 112. It's kind of like we talk about the opposite which is how to turn your podcast into a book. <laughs> right, so right. Uh, this is like a podcast show. So uh, check out uh, episode 112. Seven figures in meat sticks through podcasting is a hell of a hook. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. And maybe, maybe we'll circle back to that. I guess, can you just paint the picture, big picture? How can authors use podcasts to sell books and how can entrepreneurs uh, use podcast interviews to get clients? Like what's the big picture kind of like? Yeah. I mean, framework? in the simplest terms, uh, podcast guesting is to me like kind of the ultimate form of what I would call like partnership marketing. And what that means is basically how can you find a win, win, win relationship to grow your business by serving others? So someone's got your audience that want to buy your book. They want to hire you for your services. And someone's already done a bunch of work to like aggregate this audience and they have their attention captured. How can you go get in front of that audience and serve them in a way that is a win for the audience, a win for the owner of that audience or the, the podcast host in this case, and a win for you as the guest? And so that's really, if you just want to boil it down to really something simple, it's like, how can I go teach, tell a story, inspire in a way that will then attract people over to me? Uh, and, and kind of the master of this, if you want to think big picture is like Oprah, like, you know, Oprah had this huge platform, but she was constantly bringing on Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz and I think Rachel Ray and like these other kind of sub experts. And they would pull out of the audience people that wanted to hear from them specifically, but it never was like a loss to Oprah. It actually grew the pie. So that's how I think about partnerships in general. And for me, podcast guesting is a really tactical, like universal way for anyone with an online business or with a book that you can buy online uh, to drive those kind of results specifically for their, their brand. Got it. And you, so what did you call it? You said partnership marketing or what was the, what was the frame? Yeah, partnership. I used to call this partnership marketing and everyone's yeah. kind of turned their head. So I'm like, well, podcast guessing and they're like, oh yeah, that yeah. I understand. I'm like, well, this is one vehicle that's like, it is Got partnership it. marketing, but it's one of many. So if you think of like the meat sticks, like we also did subscription box placements, uh, a webinar would be this, uh, speaking from the stage, like you and I were right. speaking on the stage at TNC, like those are all forms of partnership marketing. It's just podcast mm -hmm. guesting to me is very easy to teach as a system. And it's, again, it's more right. universal. It's not, it's not that hard to do compared to like getting mm -hmm. on stage. Mm -hmm. And so, cause we're very aligned on this and, and we call it business development, but I mean, talk about an even more con confusing term that people don't really right. uh, think about, but we're not teaching it like you. It's just like internally we do it. Right. And so uh, for, for us, uh, you know, Pedro and, and Peter are, are spearheading all, all of our business development stuff. And, and uh, gosh, I mean, we did a little bit over 5 million uh, in sales last year from partnership marketing or what we call biz dev. And, the goal is 8 million with a 10 million stretch goal this year. And so it's one of the fastest growing kind of like customer acquisition channels 
for us. So that's like part yeah. of why I wanted to deep dive on and this. And like a really just, practical application is this. So like I met Peter yeah. at a conference and mm-hmm. he's like, oh my gosh, like our audience would yeah. love that. So then I got invited here and you guys are coming to do a guest training for my audience because exactly. a lot of people that I'm helping them generate leads and grow their coaching business. Well, they all want to write books. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I'm writing a book with these guys. And so again, yeah. like who loses? No, like we both win mm-hmm. in that scenario because we're complimentary and not competitive. Yep. Well, and it's uh, it's like kind of a little bit meta here, but I think you and Peter met when he was speaking at Podcast Movement. Yeah, it was Podfest. <laughs> and, uh, or Podfest, yeah. sorry, Podfest. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you and I orig- briefly met when we were both speaking at Traffic and Conversion Summit. So it's just kind of like it's, it's the partnership marketing playbook at, at work. Do you see kind of is for podcast is profitable podcast guesting is that almost like the gateway drug of 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 uh, partnership marketing for a lot of people like it's the clearest simplest thing that you can explain to people that they can have a quick win and then once they see that they'll start to learn from you or develop like a lot more of the partnership stuff a hundred percent and in fact it's uh, even in like my main I teach like a ninety day mastermind program around this and I, I I'm real transparent with people I'm like look. The hook is podcast guesting. I'm selling you what you want. You want to do podcast guesting and I teach you exactly how to do it. And we're going to talk about that system today and people can go do it with or without me. But when you get to the end of the 90 days, 100% of the people in there are like, the podcast guesting was cool, but like you've changed my worldview about like partnerships and uh, abundance thinking and like growing my network. And, And I think the actual best part of podcast guesting when you do it the right way is it's like a way to build relationships at scale. So it's like, hey, if I could talk to the coolest people and have their audience listen to me and have a relationship with the host and even start to reach out to the fellow guests, which is one of our strategies. Like how rapidly could I grow my network with people in my industry that positions me as an authority? And so I think that's why I think it's so hand to glove with like book writing, you know? So I I feel like me having a book is just like, just throws fuel on the same fire. And likewise, if you have a great book, this is an incredible way to position yourself as a thought leader and grow your relationships and your network while you're doing it. So yeah, it, it goes way deeper than the tentacles, but like at this, at the mm-hmm. surface, just think about getting on a podcast, telling a really compelling story or teaching what you love to teach, having a strong call to action that pulls people over in your world. And at the very base level of this, that's all it is. And then we can, you know, peel back the onion and get, get more deep and more, uh, yeah, just more monetize it in a much bigger way, but you got to plant that initial seed by getting on the show and getting the opportunity. Cool. Love it. So I want to kind of, I'll divide this into two parts and I know there will definitely be some overlap, but let's talk authors, let's talk entrepreneurs. And so if we, if we double click on the, the author uh, bucket first, so let's say, Hey, I just published a book. One of the things we talk about is like a virtual book tour, which is mm-hmm. essentially it's, it's podcast interviews, it's Facebook lives, Instagram lives, all that stuff, but it's, it's virtually going around talking about your book. Right. So very similar to what what you're talking about, but I love the intentionality of really nailing it. What what's the steps if I for me as an author to book my first ten podcast interviews? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, it's a great, and I, this might be a good time to kind of introduce the overall five step framework because it's really only Let's the yeah. step that changes depending on if you're selling just a book or if you're selling coaching programs or whatever. So yeah, so I talk about five P's. This is what. This is a part of what I talked about at Traffic and Conversion and at PodFest. But um, so, and they're all, so they all start with P, and I'll just go through them real quick and I'll come back to each one so we can un- unpack it a little bit. So, number one's purpose. Number two is plan. Number three is pitch. 
Number four is perform and number five is profit. Okay. So that's, that's where the profit comes in at the, at the end, but step one is purpose. And I think most people miss this and that is really just being super clear on why you want to do this. So if we're just stick with podcast guesting, like what are my specific goals for this? What are the KPIs? Um, because once you know why you want to do it, then step two becomes much more clear, which is what I call plan, which is really like research or finding the right shows. So once I know why I want to do this, then it's way easier to find which shows make sense for me to be on to meet my goals. And once you find the shows you want to be on, step three is pitch because you have to get the host to say yes, right? And so there's a there's this kind of misnomer and, you know, there are relationships like this sort of shortcut that process because I met Peter. But in general, people are going to be pitching the host. And I say pitch, like compelling the host about, hey, I can come and serve your audience in a really big way, make you look good, grow your content. That's that's the pitch. So that's how you get them to say yes. Once they say yes, then step four is perform. So great. I've got this this link for Riverside or Zoom. I'm showing up like what do I actually talk about? How do I introduce myself? What are the stories I want to tell? And most importantly, what's the call to action? And then the call to action at the end of the interview is what leads directly into step five, which is profit. So. Step five is like, as an author, if all you want to do is sell books, this is very, really simple, right? It's like my call to action is to go buy my book or to get a free excerpt or, you know, whatever your, maybe a little mini strategy in there to get them on your email list or something. But in general, you're trying to get them to buy books. Uh, and so in a author situation, I think one of the differentiators is you mo- you you definitely want to have like a blitz for the launch, right? So I, that's the James Clear is like, oh, I did 200 interviews in like less than a month when his Atomic Habits came out. <clears throat> now he continues to do interviews and kind of feeds the machine, but it's more of a blitz format or like it's, it's a podcast tour or like you, you said, you know, virtual tour. Um, and that could be it if all you want to do is sell books. Where and so I could pause there, and we could, and, and then I can get into the more like high ticket sales side of this if you'd like as a as a separate discussion point. Okay, cool. Um, so let's see, and this might be a good um, this might be a good time. So we got the five P's right: purpose, plan, pitch, perform, profit, and the purpose kind of that dovetails pretty nicely with what I was saying of like splitting it between authors and and. Uh, and entrepreneurs, I mean, that's going to be the core thing that's going to change is if you're an author, yeah. maybe your core purpose is to that's sell it. books. If you're an entrepreneur, step maybe five and step one are like symbiotic, right? Like depending on what your purpose is or what your, what, what you're, how you're trying to profit, which, you know, profit could be mm-hmm. book sales. It could be credibility sales on your website. There's lots of reasons to do it. That ties right back to step one though. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, it, to steer the ship in the right direction to get to step five, we have to get a real clear map in step one with the purpose. Yep. Yep. Cool. And that, that actually kind of dovetails in. I'm going to, I'm going to pull in an audience question here because this is, this is where uh, it kind of just fits with the flow of conversation. So this is a question from Lenny um, says, what is the first step for someone hoping to get booked for their first podcast interview? So what does that look like? Yeah. I mean, so first of all, your first podcast interview, I wouldn't put a ton of pressure on getting like the perfect opportunity. I'm a, I'm a big fan. There's a lot of podcasts out there. Um, I'm a big fan of putting in a few reps. So you feel comfortable and ready whenever you want to get to like the, the true target maybe. But yeah, the first step is first steps purpose. Uh, but then really practically speaking, if you're like, Hey, I want to address this target market. So like, Hey, I have this book on gardening. And so I want to get in front of an audience of really enthusiastic organic gardeners. Well, then there's a couple of really simple tools like Google and uh, listennotes.com, which is like Google for podcasts. And you can basically put in at the simplest level, go to listennotes.com. It's free. Put in gardening and you'll get a ton of gardening podcasts. 
many of which will be small and that's totally fine when you're starting out. Right. And so find one that you're like this, this they do interviews. It's still being updated. This seems like a, an approachable podcast. Then you're basically just going to send an email to the host that says, Hey, I got this new book. I, I have this passion about organic farming or gardening. I would love to come on and teach your audience these couple of things. Are you interested in having me? And that's kind of the process in a nutshell. Now, obviously if you're, if you once you the, the thing with this is the, the caution is when you do that for the first time, what you're going to realize is it's not hard to find one. It's actually hard to not find 10,000 at the same time and it gets overwhelming and you got to be able to sift and sort and prioritize. And so that's kind of the, the, the next problem that emerges is, OK, like I see in this target market lots of opportunity. Which shows do I prioritize? Um, and we can go into that if it's helpful to linear, linear others. But for my mm. first show, I'm just trying to like maybe pitch three and hope that one of them says yes. Mm, okay, great. So that's a that's a good framework. And so Lenny, hopefully that's helpful. And um, guys, if you want your your questions answered on a future episode, um, just leave a comment on this YouTube channel or on this YouTube video uh, with your question for a future guest, or you can leave a review on the show and leave your question uh, in that review. So pitch three, get one. That's the goal for getting your first podcast booked, and then parlaying that into uh, your first ten. Uh, your first ten podcast bookings. You, I, I'll, I've got some follow up questions on the monetization side of things, but let's first start you keyed in on something you said. You know, I, I'm clarifying even which ones I want to be on, right. um, which I know for some people who are, haven't booked any yet, you might be thinking like, "Hey, I'll, I'll take any podcast I can get." And sure, maybe for your first five or ten, maybe that's like, "Hey, get some reps in." But then once you've done that, how do you figure out, Dustin? which podcasts are going to truly move the needle either book sales or revenue wise. And how do you kind of narrow that target of where you're looking? Yeah, hundred percent. So to keep it simple right now, when we get into more step five, there's multiple reasons to be on shows that you can monetize in different ways that actually don't have a lot to do with the size of the audience. But for now, I'll just keep it simple and say, I want to be on the right size shows based on how much downloads or how, how big their audience might be. Now, the tricky part with podcasts is you don't really know because, you know, YouTube, you can see the number of subscribers, Instagram, the number of followers. But like on podcasts is basically blind. The only exception is if like the show has, does advertising and they might like say they have so many downloads, but you still it's not necessarily reliable. So what I do is like a surrogate to having real data is I just real it's real simple. I just open up the ones I'm looking at in Apple iTunes or Apple podcast and just look at the number of ratings. Right. So it's a public like I think your show has six or seven hundred ratings on Apple. So um, then, you know, so you look at that, the, the first three things I'm going to look at are, do they do interviews? Because if they're not doing interviews, I'm not going to be the first one. I'm not, I'm not going to convince them of that. Uh, is it being updated? Because a lot of shows become dormant. And so if they haven't done a show in a year, there's no point. And then number three is this, this, the size. And so in Dustin world, I made this up, but it seems to work really well. I would say like zero to a hundred is basically quote unquote small. Uh, 100 to like 350 is medium and then 350 and up is large. It's very relative because like one review or rating is very different than 99, but I'm still putting them in the same bucket. And 350 is large, but there's podcasts with 35,000, maybe even 350,000 ratings, right? So there's very different sizes. But in the world of interview-based creator-led sort of podcast, this is very, this seems to be very reliable. So if I was just starting out, I'd probably actually target the smaller ones just to not put a ton of pressure on myself. But once you're in the rhythm, I actually find the sweet spot is the medium. Um, so like... 
Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right, so if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. A lot of the shows that drove the early results for the e-commerce company were actually in the medium bucket. Um, yours, Chandler, would fall in the large, uh, but you know, still it's not that far from like the, the, the sweet spot in the medium. And you've been doing this a long time to earn those ratings. Um, but yeah, that's so if you're, people are like targeting, I would say like 100 to 350 is kind of the sweet spot. Those hosts tend to still be approachable. They still mm. have, but they also have a sizable audience that is mm -hmm. committed. And if you look, they've probably done 200 plus episodes. So they're consistent too, which is important. Ah, uh, cool. Okay. You said 100, 100 to 300? Or 100 to 350 for? is kind of rough. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. And that's ratings and reviews? Uh, just the, just, it's just, I think it's just called ratings, but yeah, oh, it's, it's just ratings now. Yeah, yeah, there's okay, only one yeah. numerical yeah. number on there and I can't, I think it's called ratings. I'd have to look. Cool. Okay, cool. And so why do you think those, you said those medium podcasts were the ones that, uh, really moved the needle, uh, with, uh, the meat stick company, especially yeah, it's, it's, um, it's ratings just for the record. Okay, so. cool. Ratings. <laughs> you know, Got it. Nice. Um, so what, uh, yeah, what, why do you think the the medium sized podcasts are the ones that mostly move the needle? Yeah, well, I think it's because there's there's a lot of them. So you know, like getting on the large shows is better, but it's much more difficult. Uh, as as those shows start to get a certain size, they may be a lot more re referral based or relationship based. Right? It's like things become much more selective because they've got a lot more demand to be in those slots. Whereas the medium shows. They're far from beginners, so you know they're basically going to continue. And, and continuing is important because one of the un, unsaid benefits of podcast guessing is it's not just the day it comes out, it's evergreen. So it's much like a YouTube experience in that people find it way later, they search way later. But if a show goes dormant, it kind of loses that. So I, yes, I was saying under 100, you don't know if they're going to stick around. They probably don't have a huge number of downloads. Um, and I'm saying this as a guy with a fairly new podcast. I have like less than 20. So I'm not berating people with less with less. I plan to get up there, but um but but that's you know, that's the reality. They're they're more beginner stage, smaller podcasts, whereas 100 to 350, again, and these are not hard, hard numbers, but that's just kind of the sweet spot because they're still approachable, they're consistent. They're likely going to grow into a larger bucket over time. And so you kind of get to go along for the ride. Um, by all means, if you find one with a thousand and you got a relationship or you you just want to try to pitch them and you've got a really unique content, like they may say yes, and that would be amazing. But you're just going to be able to find the like weekly opportunities much more in that medium, that medium bucket. Got it. So now let's say, all right, we've, we've done our first 10 interviews. We've then gotten more selective so that we're going on the podcasts that are going to actually move the needle uh, for us. Now let's talk about the, uh, the profit portion. Um, so actually monetizing from the podcast appearance. So what are yes. some tips on how to do that? Well, so uh, I talked at traffic and conversion summit about building a 
podcast guesting flywheel out of this, right? And I think I want to set that aside and come back to it. But the ultimate like version of how to grow profit with this is to create a machine out of it and actually create a flywheel effect, which is something like Nathan Berry talks a lot about with ConvertKit. So I would definitely like to talk about that. But again, in the simplest form, you are basically trying to um, look at three layers of, of people that you can monetize from, right? And so layer one is the audience. And that's like the obvious thing. So and that's what everyone thinks about. And in my presentation, if we had a visual, I I, I call it the profit cake. Um, so the idea is if the audience can like visualize the bottom layer is like the widest, but the shallowest. So there's the most listeners, but each listener is not worth that much monetarily. Even if they go all buy your books, it's still not that much revenue. And you know most aren't. And most are going to stay invisible to you. So the whole trick with the audience is to pull them out of the ether, make them visible. And usually that's by saying, come get on my email list for this really cool thing or come buy the book. Um, but that's that's just level one. And most people stop there. So where it gets really fun is like level two of this cake is uh, the, the peer-to-peer relationships. So these would be like narrower, but deeper. And in fact, like one really cool peer-to-peer relationship can actually like change your whole life. And I've had that happen multiple times with the different companies. But you can think of this as like the host for sure. Right. Like, so if you get on and the host is like, man, I really enjoyed that. You're really cool. Like, let's do something else. Let's do a webinar. Like, let's do a partnership. So it's a really good way. And by, and by default, the, knows, the host knows people. They're an influencer in that industry. And then beyond the host, it's like referral partners, collaborators, other partners that may be uh, listening or in the guest list, which is like one of the last things I want to talk about. And then on top of the cake, if you do the type of work that I do and what you guys do at self-publishing would be like high ticket prospects. So these would be like super ideal clients who, if they transacted with you, it would be multiple thousands of dollars. And so they're by far the narrowest, but it's the deepest because consistently they may be, you know, your average lifetime value for an actual customer might be 10,000 plus. And so how do you find them and put them into your normal sales pipeline? Like that's, but that's, Again, this is usually like a 45-minute presentation on just this part, but like thinking in terms of the layers, there's the listeners, the peers, and the high-ticket prospects. Um, and if it's helpful, Chandler, I could go through like one example of how to hit all three in one episode. Let's that do that. Yeah, it's perfect. Clarity. I love the practical examples. Yeah, so listeners, so, peers, high-ticket prospects. And you said one one example per? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll use one podcast and talk about in one interview, how, it's actually a client of ours, like how they capitalized on all three of those layers in one interview. So cool. Uh, so put your imaginary caps on your, uh, I'm going to talk about a very specific example here. So uh, this is not about books. This is about like the high ticket sales side of this. So this person is a Facebook ads expert and he works with like high end craft food brands. That's you know kind of like my old company. So, but that's what he does. He does Facebook ads for high end food brands. So he's going to get on a show like the one, I, the example I like to use is Shopify Masters. So this is like the Shopify podcast. I was on it actually for Fire Creek Snacks. So I, I, I was I was able to like think through this pretty strategically because I did it myself. But Facebook ads guy, of course, he wants to get on there because his his ideal clients are likely listening. There are craft food brands who would listen to the show because the show is all about marketing and selling more on Shopify. Right. And so at layer one. To the listeners, he's gonna his whole interview is gonna be about the listeners. It's gonna be like, hey, we work with craft food brands. This is our special sauce. These are our best performing ads. This is our you know favorite case study. And at the end, he's gonna have a call to action that's gonna call out to those people and invite them into his world. So it might be like, hey, we're offering free Facebook ads audits for the first fifteen people that come from this show and go to this URL to get it. So that makes the invisible visible and addresses layer one. 
And that's what like everyone does. And that's where they usually stop. Layer two, a really simple example would be the, the peer-to-peer callout in this case. So if I was this, this guy, uh, the Facebook ads expert guy, at some point in the interview, I'd make it a point to be like, oh, Chandler, I just want to be real clear. Like we only do Facebook ads. So if there's anyone else who serves our ideal client, like, you know, you do Google ads or social or SEO or content, like, please reach out to me because we have referrals for you like all day long because we, we turn all that away. We only do the Facebook ads. And so that you, it's true you do, but also it's true that all these people that could reach out also have referrals because they do, they're reaching out to, to swap services because you have the same ideal client, but different um, I, you know, different offerings. Um, another peer-to-peer real simply would be the host. Like if you get to know the host of the Shopify Masters podcast and he's interviewing these food brands, like you're top of mind if they're ever like, hey, do you know anyone that does Facebook ads for Shopify? But that, that's level two. And layer three would be, um, this is a little harder to do without a visual, but just imagine you're on the show and when it's published, you go back and you look at the guest list. So you just open it up on iTunes and you're like, oh, here's the last 200 guests that have been interviewed here. Uh, which of these are food brand owners, right? And so they're like my ideal clients. And so what's cool about that is then you connect with them, either email or I usually do LinkedIn. You can simply be like, hey, Joe of Joe's Coffee, like I saw you're featured on Shopify Masters. That's awesome. So was I. I'd love to connect with you. And of course, you're in the Cool Kids Club because you're both interviewed on the same show. They say yes. And then your normal sales process picks up. But the difference is you've got a warm connection. You've borrowed the authority of the host they can all they can go look and see what you've talked about and they can see you're a Facebook ads expert. And if you know, so then you probably lead with value and be like, hey, I couldn't help but look at your Facebook ads uh library. I would, you know, suggestion on this headline or have you tried this kind of image and just lead with value and then let the conversation go. But that's a very simple strategy though, to like pick out your ideal clients and put them into your normal sales process and and that guest list actually is full of referral partners because then you go look at all the people who have been interviewed about Facebook ad or Google ads and SEO and all that stuff. And it's full of people that have platforms you could go on. So your next 10 podcast interviews are probably people that have been interviewed on there who are experts in your industry who have their own shows. So that's just, again, this goes, <laughs> it starts to spiral into a flywheel, but that hopefully that gives people just a real practical, like layer one, two, and three example from like a single episode, how you could leverage that. Cool. Love it. Um, now, how do you look at the actual call to action on the show? I'm assuming that's a primary way to grow your email list and get the high ticket clients. So like typically towards the end of a show is when you have the opportunity to do a call to action. Like how do you look at that and what are the best call to actions that lead to the best conversion from a podcast interview? Yeah. So my, in the way I look at this, the call to action, unless you have some alternative purpose, right. But in a, in a standard interview, your call to action is always going to be to the audience. So it's really just trying to make the audience who's, you know, there might be a 10,000 people listening, but they're all anonymous to you and you have no way of ever knowing them unless they respond to this call to action. So you want to usually call them to some free nugget that is like the next logical step for someone who's interested in this. And if you do a good job in the interview, you've been sprinkling in stories and emotion, emotional uh, connection. And so by the end, they're kind of like, man, this is really interesting. I'd love to know more. And then the call to action becomes very natural. Like, hey, if you'd like to go deeper on this, you want to know more, go to this very simple URL and get access to our free XYZ resource that is like, that goes deeper into the, and I'll demonstrate this at the end of our interview, but like, if people want to know more about podcast guesting, they're going to go to a certain URL, right? And so at the end, you're definitely going to do that. And that's almost always when you're teed up to do it. 
if you get an opportunity, I didn't do this today, but like if you get an opportunity early on in the interview, it's really nice to seed that. Like, hey, I'm going to go through these five P's. It's a lot. Um, don't worry. As long as people stick around to the end, I'm going to give them access to a free resource that summarizes all this and lets them customize it to their business. And then that makes people either fast forward on their phone to the end, look in the show notes, or actually listen all the way to the end. So that, that's probably the best practice. I did that in my presentation. Got it. Seed it early and then, yep. and then actually deliver it at the end. Got it. So you're seeding it. Uh, and then, and then coming back to the call to action at the end. Um, so let's let, I mean, let's just jump to, cause we're actually near, nearing the end of this episode. Let's just jump to your call to action. So what is it? What's the URL? And then let's break down, like, why did you pick that? And how yeah. is that kind of optimized for conversion? Yeah, so this is actually this, this is actually something I created for the stages that uh, we've referenced a few times. So it's a super high value one. Uh, it's called the a Profitable Podcast Playbook. So basically, what I did was pull all of our best resources so that people can make this as simple as possible. Because in my presentations and including today, I didn't really get to talk much about the details of how to find the shows, how to pitch the shows, how to perform well on the shows. I kind of just jumped straight to the profit, which is the fun part, but also you need the preceding steps. Mm -hmm. So this free resource will equip you with the preceding steps so you can actually get this to work for your business. So if you go mm -hmm. to seven figure leap with a P seven figure leap.com slash playbook, uh, you'll get access to this playbook and it's got a couple different really cool tools. One is a podcast profits calculator. So if people are like, hey, you know, like I have this offer and I, I want to be on this many shows per year or whatever, we have all our proprietary data from working with hundreds of clients on this. And you plug in some basic numbers and it'll give you a really good idea of how much revenue you can generate for your business. It's got that. It's got all my templates for the actual emails I've sent to all these podcasts, including Nick Lopers, <laughs> to like the literal emails they can copy and paste out of a Google Doc as a template. And then the last thing it's got is a bunch of case studies. Um, so I love case studies. It's, I'm always like, just show me this in action. And so the one I talked about with the Facebook ads example, his name's Andy. He's a client, like his case studies in there, like literally the episodes, what he did with it and what results he got. And there's like six or seven case studies in there. So it's kind of a choose your own adventure, but it fills in hopefully a lot of gaps for people that are interested. So yeah, sevenfigureleap.com slash playbook, and we'll take care of you. Cool. Sevenfigureleap.com forward slash playbook. And why that call to action? Is that the call to action that you do on every podcast that you're on or it, any tips, especially for like what converts the best uh, for, in terms of call to actions from being on someone else's podcast? Yeah, it depends obviously on your topic, your industry and, and your goals. Um, the reason I've chosen this is I feel like for what seems like a simple a simple topic we tend to get pretty deep um and so it's like let's make to take this back to the beginning and walk you through the step by step versus spending the whole episode talking about how to write a pitch email like i'll just give it to you <laughs> and it's just like the ultimate shortcut so that's why i do this in this way it does convert super well i think i don't know what my conversion rates were in in the two events we were at but i was a story brand i'm a story brand guide i didn't mention that but i was at a little summit and i had a breakout session of 50 people and 38 of them opted in for this um, so yeah, it's a pretty high, it's a pretty high converting lead magnet. And so to the, for the audience, I just want to provide like an insane amount of value because I, how I want to show up and serve and I want to make you look good. I want to make them feel good. And then on the back end, you know, the people that are interested in this depth of podcast guesting are probably going to make really good clients for us because what we ultimately want to do is work alongside you and create this flywheel out of, out of these efforts and have it really 
spike your monetization and book sales. And so it's just like a very, my my funnel, just to get a little philosophical, my funnel is a narrow funnel. Like I don't need a ton of people. I just want the right people who are like really interested mm-hmm. in podcast guesting versus if I had a really broad funnel where I'm like, I do Facebook ads for everyone, then I'm going to have a very low barrier to entry you know, sort of funnel, but like this is mm-hmm. set up to have a less people, but the right people. And that's because that's in my purpose, right? Like that's in step one. Like, who do I want? Like the right people, not high volume, but very high quality. Got it. Cool. That makes sense. And so I think takeaways for folks is make the call to action, make it valuable. And so that it's something that people actually want and it's something that's helpful and uh, that'll then convert better from the show. It'll com- convert better into paying customers. They're, it's just leading with value. Um, so builds natural reciprocity. Last, just quick question for you, Dustin, is let's flip the script. What about for podcast hosts? Like any tips on how to better monetize uh, a podcast as the host of the podcast? Like what have you seen um, work well? Yeah. I mean, as like half of our clients, so we focus entirely on the guesting side in our main program, but about half the people that go through there also have their own podcast. And so it's literally just a mirror image of the same strategies. So again, <laughs> start with your purpose. So if you, if you have a show that you're like, Hey, I'd, I really like to feature and highlight my ideal types of clients, then that's who your that's your purpose is finding my ideal clients and inviting them onto my show. So it's like a reverse pitch, right? So now I'm finding the individual interviewees and I'm asking them on my show, which is actually way easier than asking to be on someone else's show. Um, and then the perform is like the things where I'm going to feature and talk about in the show should lead to me making them an offer if that's what I'm trying to end up doing. And then at the end of the show, if it makes sense and they do, they are an ideal client, it makes total sense to be like, you know what, based on what you said, I think that we could really help you. Like, could we hop on, could we schedule a separate call? Um, and so that's like one, if you're, if you're trying to get high ticket clients as a host, that would be one way. And it has nothing to do with the audience in that case. Um, but at layer one, you know, if you've got a, a big audience, then I think it's like, you guys have a larger audience. So I notice in your mid roles and at the end, it's about talking to the audience about your offer. Like, Hey, come book a call with self-publishing or, Hey, go mm-hmm. get this free guide. And so that you're mm-hmm. making that audience visible to you. So it's the exact same thing. It's just, it's the nuance is different because of it's outbound instead of inbound. Uh, or yep. inbound, outbound, I guess, but you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like you have the yep. audience and you're, and you're, you're trying to, uh, activate them versus trying to like go, uh, be in front of someone else's audience. But yeah, very, very similar strategies work on both sides of the mic. Cool. Got it. That's great. Uh, well, this has been awesome guys. I hope that you found this helpful. And if you're thinking about doing podcasts, obviously this has been a masterclass, uh, <laughs> in that and profitable podcast guesting, as we promised at the top of the show. Uh, Dustin, can you remind people um, the link where they can go to get the profitable podcast playbook? Yes, sir. So sevenfigureleap.com slash playbook. Uh, I'm also really active on LinkedIn. And, and if you just come to our main homepage, you want to learn more about what we're about. But that, that specific resource is there at the playbook link. Cool. Check it out, guys. Uh, and if you're interested in getting our help at selfpublishing.com with your book, uh, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash talk, book a call with the team. Uh, and we'd love to chat with you about your book, your goals, how we can help, uh, all that good stuff. So Dustin, appreciate it, man. This was awesome. This was awesome. I was going to say great call to action Chandler. So no, that, that was awesome. <laughs> thanks, thanks for having me. This was a ton of fun. Yes, sir. 
Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Self-Publishing School Podcast. I know there's so many places that you can be spending your time. There's other podcasts that you could be listening to, YouTube channels that you could be watching. Uh, so thank you so much. It means the world. Now, I want you to do three things right now if you found this episode. All right, number one, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a YouTube channel. It's a companion channel to this podcast. All the video versions of the episode are on the YouTube channel. So number one, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Number two, if you're listening to this podcast, wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, And then number three, this is probably the most important, uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right. Reviews are super important and help the podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, So number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that, I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. All right, all you have to do is go to register to sign up. Go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book, Published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next step, so how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.